in short summary, I feel like a lot of us are just really shocked because growing up, you know, you hear about things, but like now that we're kind of in the world, in college and dealing with all these like political issues and everything that's going on in the media and everything, you just, it's kind of shocking to see that some of like the problems that our parents or our grandparents face and issues today in 2020. Welcome to episode 14 of the Be Inspired podcast. Today, we're going to dive into something very interesting. We're going to cover a topic, which is the top 10 most concerning world issues, but according to the gospel by millennials. Now, before we get into this, like what is a millennial, right? A millennial is a person reaching young adulthood in the early 21st century. We hear a lot of talk about millennials on both left and right side wings of the spectrum. And, you know, people got some good things. People got some bad things to say. However, here are some characteristics about a millennial you may or may not know. They're curious. They embrace individuality. They feel and think differently. They're socially good. They care about a variety of social causes. They also enjoy collaboration. Um, And they actually prefer that over working individually. According to entrepreneur.com, they are financially stable. They prefer to stay at home longer. And that seems to focus more on the stability access rather than making it rich quick. This is indeed a technological generation. And they were born during the Internet, the the phones and when the tech, all of these things went mainstream. Today, we're going to talk about and focus this discussion on an article that was published by the Business Insider in February 2018. Now, for the third year in a row, millennials who participated in the World Economic Forum's Global Shaper Survey basically believe that climate change is the number one most serious affecting, serious issue affecting the world today. So once again, I'm going to repeat that. For the third year in a row, millennials participated in the World Economic Forum's Global Shaper Survey, and they believe that climate change is the most serious issue affecting the world today. Now, what does that mean to you? That means that nearly half of the people surveyed chose climate change as the top concern in the world. And 78% said that they would be willing to change their lifestyle to protect the environment. Survey respondents were also in near perfect agreement over the cause of climate change. And guess what that was? That means that over 91% either answered agree or strongly agree with the statement, science has proven that humans are responsible for climate change. Hmm. So despite the dire state of the world today and the stereotype that millennials are selfish and apathetic, the generation aged between 18 and 35 cares deeply about global issues and they're determined to tackle them. So what did I decide to do? What did Miguel Global decide to do here at BM Spot Podcast? I decided to reach out to a fellow millennial, get her online with me so that we can have an informed discussion and go over these top 10 answers together. And hoping that in these top 10 answers, not only will we take the data presented by these facts, but we can also talk to millennial as well. So I am joined to have online right now, Sarah Saki from Virginia. She's a college student at the Commonwealth University. She's a business marketing major. Favorite color is red. And the product and brand um, that she focuses on a lot is marketing. This is her aspirations. This is where she is. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, she's going to go back and forth with me and help me get some direct millennial insight on these top 10 things that millennials are labeling as world issues. Sarah, welcome to the BM Spire show. Hey, what's up? 
Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Are you, are you ready for this war room with me today? I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, Sarah, so we're going to cut right to it. I basically, uh, as I just said before you got online, the top 10 most concerning issues, according to a study published by the Business Insider now, they said that the number one most thing that millennials had on their mind as an issue was global warming. And we're going to get to that. So you and I together are going to count backwards. And if you have input on uh, top 10 through one, I love to hear what you think as a millennial. Okay. Okay. All right. Number 10 most concerning issue, according to a survey of millennials, was lack of employment and economic opportunity. And let me read you this first, Sarah. April reported 14.7% in unemployment. That is the largest dating back to 1939. Now, in May, it dropped slightly to 13.3%. But when most people lose their jobs, eventually the whole nation is infected, right? Workers lose income, the country loses production, consumer spending. And with such a strong impact, the unemployment rate is a strong key to measure the state of the economy. So are you talking about unemployment with your fellow peers at college? I don't think we necessarily speak too much about unemployment, but definitely with everything that's going on right now, a lot of people are unemployed. So it has affected a few of my peers recently. Uh, Luckily enough for me, the circle and the people that I choose to surround myself with, um, many of us are goal oriented, very focused. A lot of us are in school. Some of us, well, some of my friends aren't in school, but they chose to take different routes, military, et cetera. And, and so, a lot of you are yeah. not focusing hardcore on jobs right now. You're focusing on getting the education to get the job. So maybe it's, would you, is that safe exactly. to say it's not an issue that really comes up because y'all trying to get your education? Exactly. Okay. Hey, makes sense to me. Number nine most critical problem in the world today, according to millennials, was safety, security, and well-being. What do you think about that when you first hear it? I think that that is something that everybody probably deals with, um, not just millennials, but everybody wants to feel safe, secure, um, whether that's in a relationship or like financially secure and safe or just in general all around. Our safety is very important to us and there's a lot of things and different um, topics that come up when talking about safety and security, such as, you know, like guns and all of that. But I think everyone just wants to feel safe at the end of the day. For sure, right? Because they talked about uh, all of that. Um, safety and security represents a lot of things. A stable income, consisting housing, clothing, food supplies is a part of the predictability of daily life. So definitely with you being a college student, a millennial, you could say that safety and security is walking around campus, having enough food uh, to uh, nourish yourself while you're studying. Um, a roof over your head. I'm not sure if you live on campus or you live live off campus in a dorm or whatever have you. Um, protection from crime. And what about psychological security, especially with the pandemic? There has to be some type of psychological comfort you find in knowing that things are okay or not, right? Right, of course. And I think it's important that, you know, you have people that check on you and make sure that, you know, each other's mental health are where oh. or where it should be. Um, that's very important. Absolutely. So let's go to number eight. So millennial survey said one, number eight and the most critical problems in the world out of the top 10 are lack of education. And before I hear your thoughts on this, I'm going to give you some areas to where I dived in to see where this comes from. One, parents, they don't feel that they're involved enough. Schools are overcrowded. Uh, old training methods just doesn't work in today's society. Uh, high school dropouts are at an alarming rate. What do we do with that? School security. That's a whole nother podcast, but it is an issue that contributes to poor or uh, 
better education and technology, although it's has so much promise and power, there are some perils to technology as well, as maybe some people don't catch on. What do you think? I definitely feel like as things are changing, um, technology is more present in school more than ever, especially like this last semester or school year. Uh, everything moved to online due to the pandemic. And for some people, I know it's hard for them to adapt and they kind of lost that connection with right. um, what right. they were learning in school and everything. But as far as lack of education goes, I just think that every child is different or every person is different. Everybody learns differently. So you just kind of have to use what you got. I guess yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I guess and this is another way to paraphrase it. So your, your, your disagreement a little bit with the statement is just saying that, okay, there's always going to be a lack of something, but maybe we as individuals have to make sure that we're we further our own education. You can't just rely on one thing, right? Exactly. And I know school is not for everybody, but I feel like having good teachers and like a support system, parents, teachers, everybody around you kind of influences, you know, what you do in life and where you go. But for me, I've always loved school. I've decided to continue my education and I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't in college right now. Right. So for me, I love education. I think knowledge is power, but I know that's not for everybody. So I got you. Well, hey, well said. That's why it's just an opinion. Number seven most critical problem according to millennials is food and water security. Like, are you guys really on campus talking about the shortage of food or the quality of drinking water? Like, does that come up ever? It does come up. It wow. definitely comes up. Um, especially after, like with everything going, I think it's just so funny because this article kind of relates to everything that's going on because <laughs> yeah. these topics have come up a lot more recently, but it definitely has come up, you know, um, not everybody is fortunate enough to have like a meal plan or whatever. So sure. people kind of have to fend for themselves. And I know when I got back from spring break, that's when everything was kind of getting crazy and like going to the supermarket and not seeing like water bottles or. Oh, let me tell you that, 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 you that, that, that that's a, that's such a real issue. You know, you take something simple. I remember one time where I hurt my thumb and you know, not a big deal is your thumb, but you don't know how much you use your thumb until you can't use it anymore. And bottled water yeah. and these things are the same. I mean, even toilet paper, but we're not talking about toilet paper. But the body, <laughs> the, the body uses water in all the cells, right? Tissues regulates the body temperature, and because the body yeah. actually loses so much water through breathing, sweating, digestion, could you imagine not being able to rehydrate where the faucet water was contaminated and there is no bottled water? I guess that would be a real concern uh, for a millennial, right? Of course. And honestly, a lot of us don't even drink faucet water. I feel like I, I don't know if that's us being bougie, but we I know so many people, they refuse. I, honestly, I'm one of them. But Well, listen, it's better. It's better than safe than sorry. Our, most fa faucet water is uh, not the best. And I mean, unless you mm -hmm. have a Culligan system or some type of purifier system on your house, for that matter, some bottled water is no, no better either. But um, exactly. water is important. It, it's important to life. So. Hey, valid point. And also something that people can do while we're talking about is you can actually eat foods that contain water, which actually helps you to rehydrate as well. Fruits and vegetables yeah. and things like that. Now, here, here's where it gets deep, right? Number six most critical problem in the world today, Sarah, um, they mentioned government accountability. Like, do you talk about government accountability? I know this is a hot one in college. I try to stay out of <laughs> politics and anything that has to do with any of that. 
But the government does come up, and I can just say from the people that I've spoken to and my group of friends, a lot of us are happy with the president of the United States, Mr. Oh, Do- Donald Trump. Donald Trump, yeah, of course. It's, right. I'm not saying um, that I agree with that, but I know that that is a hot topic on everyone's tongue. Of course. And, um, you know, they have some very heated opinions, uh, very passionate opinions. But like I said, I try to stay out of all of that, but it definitely does come up. Well, I'd imagine, especially with everything now, right? The way the pandemic is being handled, economy is closed, schools are forcing to uh, go to economy. Uh, How do you feel about wearing a mask? That's a great question. Uh, It's interesting because I just watched a video. This one guy from, um, I think it was like, he worked for the CDC or the World Health Organization. Basically, you know, in the beginning how they told us don't wear a mask, you don't need it. So the guy basically said that they only told us that because they were afraid that there weren't enough masks to go around for like the medical workers and everybody. Um, I wear my mask. I'm a germaphobe. I don't want to catch coronavirus, but do I love it? No. Is it fashionable? No. Right. Um, I got you. I think it's important. I think everybody should wear their mask. I think it's inconsiderate when other people aren't wearing masks because they feel like they don't need to just because you feel like you might need, not need to wear a mask doesn't mean that you're not putting someone else. Absolutely. But you know, that is, that is the accountability of the government. That one moment they say don't do something, one moment they say they do it, then they say things are under control, and then they say we have you know millions or hundreds of thousands of uh, deaths over this. I mean, you never really know what it is, but at least you guys are having a discussion, and that's most important. Number five, yeah. Sarah, talking about you try not to entertain conversations to enter into a space where people are offended in some way. Religious conflicts, like uh, what are the college students? Are they talking about religion? Not, not really. For, at least over where I'm at, we're not really having that many discussions about religion. Um, I feel like you know, whenever religion does come up, it's usually it's like in a teaching kind of environment. Like someone has a question, maybe that someone else can answer, and we like educate each other that way. Um, and if someone's like ignorant on a subject or something like that, we try to, you know, do our best to kind of help that person understand maybe or see a different point of view. But as far as religion goes, I don't think that's something that's like spoken about heavily, you know? Right. Now, when you look at this, right, religion is cited uh, as the basis for too many conflicts that actually center more on competition um, over economic advancement and political power. So, I mean, you have a war over here, it's ISIS. You have something over here, it's somebody else. And that, that's interesting. So, good. On a college level, there's not a whole lot of discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, again, it's opinion. Number four, these were things get heated up, Sarah. Poverty. Poverty is, a, is the top four discussion points that are most critical problems in the world today, according to millennials. What's your thoughts on poverty? My thoughts on poverty, I definitely have, growing up, you, well, depending on, you know, your life and everything like that, I think a lot of us have witnessed poverty. Um, some of us are more fortunate than others and didn't have to actually, like, live through it or basically, because I know po- poverty, I guess, is just kind of, I know there's numbers that they put on it to where it's like, this is an exact amount kind of situation. But I guess it's really like everybody's idea of poverty is a little bit different. It comes up here and there. Um, We talk about it. You know, a lot of us want to make the world a better place and we wish we could help everybody. And 
And you, and you, and Dang you, it. And you just can't sometimes. But listen to this. Let me share some facts with you that you may not know. So when you think of poverty, poverty in the grand scheme of things, uh, 25.4% of Native, Native Americans are below the poverty line. Blacks, 20.8%. Hispanics, 17%. And whites and Asians, of course, are uh, in the 10%. So um, they're on a lower scale as far as that. Now, poverty threshold, it was important. And I wanted to discuss this. And maybe this is why poverty is on the minds of millennials as well. Because for one person in a household, the benchmark is $12,784. So that means if you do not make over $12,784 as a single person, you are considered below the poverty threshold. And uh, what do you think a family of three is, Sarah? Um, I mean, if three people live in your house, what number collectively gross that they should make in a year to not be below the poverty? $20,000. Oh, good, good guess. It was actually a little over $19,000. And then family of four is $25,000. And we're not talking about huge numbers. If you have four people working full-time job in a house, then you should at least collectively bring in $25,000. I don't know yeah. if that number is too low or what, but that's that's pretty tough. But anyway, it's a discussion point that that matters to people, and um, it matters to all of us, but it matters to millennials as well. Okay, money's always on everybody's mind. <laughs> oh, come on! Of course, we need. You know, it's a basic necessity. It, it surely is. So For I sure. I can see that. And here's a good one: um, inequality. The major examples of social inequality include income gap. We could talk about gender inequality, healthcare, social class. You guys talk about inequality. Is that important to you as a millennial? It's important, and we talk about it more than probably anything else, especially especially with what like with everything going on right now. Right. Um, and we could honestly talk about this for days, but in short summary, I feel like a lot of us are just really shocked because. Growing up, you know, you hear about things, but like now that we're kind of in the world, in college and dealing with all these like political issues and everything that's going on in the media and everything, you just, it's kind of shocking to see that some of like the problems that our parents or our grandparents face are still an issue today in 2020. So it definitely comes up a lot. It's one of the main topics on, I know, like social media within like Twitter and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely talked about. Yeah, I mean, everything going on with the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality, um, th- those are the most more recent issues. But in addition to that, you have um, the gender inequality with you take, um, they've been studies show that you take a male and a female, both equally qualified. And for some reason, the male gets paid more than the female. Have you experienced anything like that? I have. I had a job before and um, I actually referred my friend to where I was working and he was a guy. He started after me. I was working there for six months already. Okay. And somehow it came up like uh, how much we were getting paid and everything. And he told me like, out of, I didn't ask him. He just kind of told me out of the blue. And I was like, wow, you get paid more than me. Interesting. And, um, and he was a guy. So I just, we did the same thing. It was just very shocking to see. Well, listen, it's definitely uh, some inequality out there to the extent in which income is definitely distributed unevenly for a group of people, whoever those groups of people are. So, again, I can see as of the top 10 things that are alarming and concerning issues for millennials, why that would be an important one. That's something that needs to be um, even more discussed. And it is the platform is out there. And that's the beauty of technology is that it gives you a, a wider spectrum to reach a larger demographic of people. 
Okay, so number two, this was interesting, large-scale conflicts. So millennials felt that large-scale conflicts like wars and things like that uh, were a real issue that alarmed them. Like, what are your thoughts? I know in college, you're a business major, marketing. You Mm -hmm. have to talk about uh, our trade uh, deal, good or bad, with China, uh, Kim Jong-un making missiles. That has to come up, right? Yeah, so that comes up a lot in like economic, like economics and stuff like that because of how like everything going on interferes like the markets and our, like our money and you know money is the topic of conversation in most of those classes. But outside of the classroom, um, when it comes to topics like North Korea, and the president, and yeah. war and stuff, uh, I don't hear too much. Exactly. I mean, I I do. Don't get me wrong. I hear some people, but it's more of like college students and I guess, you know, millennials making like jokes and memes and like when World War Three was supposedly going to happen back in like <laughs> January or yeah. something like that. Yeah. There were so many memes and it was funny. I'm not going to lie. It was, I guess that's just our coping mechanism is just like to make humor out of everything. So, 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 so you have the discussions if it's trending, but it's not something that you feel in your group. Um, uh, people worry about too much. No, I, yeah, I don't think honestly, that's like something that like is on the top of our mind. Okay. Well, guess what? Speaking of top of your mind, here is the number one thing that millennials in this survey felt that concerning world issues, this was the number one that took the cake and it was climate change. Climate change to me is a real issue, right? There, there are different mm-hmm. narratives that speak about it, conspiracy theories, what's true, what's not. But it's, it's destruction by nature. Now, I would agree hurricanes are getting bigger and more deadly. Earthquakes are getting uh, be, recurring more. Glaciers are rapidly melting and sea levels are ri- rising. They are totally threatening all coastal communities. Temperatures are rising worldwide due to the greenhouse gases that are trapping heat in the atmosphere and tropical storms most importantly, are more severe because of the warm ocean temperature, right? So the key is if you take all these things, I mean, just off of what I said, I know there's a climate change going on, but on one level they say um, there is no climate change. And then on a more recent level they say, well, yeah, we do a little bit of geoengineering to uh, retract the sun to prevent global warming, et cetera. You have to talk about this in some form. Yeah, we, we've talked about it. I think we hold each other accountable to sort of, you know, we, if everybody does their part in limiting, you know, like trying to carpool and yeah. use straws and little things like that, I feel like we try to hold each other accountable. Uh, I'm passionate about the, like, the earth and everything that's going on. And I feel like a lot of people my age are as well because you know, we want like a nice world for our kids to live in and seeing everything that's going on, the glaciers melting and everything, you know, you hear about it, the animals, it's really like eye opening and also yeah. terrifying because it is because I mean, those glaciers have been around for years. Right. And all of a sudden they're melting. Yeah. Because you have to, you, you have to look at it like this 20 years from now, what happens, right? Like 20 years exactly. from now, where are you? Do, do, you can't take everything for granted, but you can't believe all the hype either. But, but climate change is a real thing. We can look at it and see, th- you know, we have weird summers and weird winters. Like nothing is, 
nothing is systematic. There's no winter, spring, summer, fall as we used to hope for. I mean, Christmas, you know, you always hope for snow in certain part of the world. And now you have you know, 95 degrees. <laughs> it depends on where you are. Yeah. This past winter, honestly, it was really like not I'm not going to say it's warm, but it was yeah. definitely like warmer than any winter I've ever experienced growing up my entire life. Yeah. So I can see why it's totally number one. And um, again, I hope the people listening out there, this is just something to kind of stimulate a different conversation offline or maybe some people you with to see what people are really thinking, because awareness and education is super important, at least when you are in the in, in an environment where you can have a a more intellectual discussion, these things are important. So I'm actually glad that the um, World Economic Forum's Global Shape did this survey and that Business Insider put this article out. Sarah, I want to thank you for being our special guest today on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me and having me. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. I learned a few things from you as always. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had a great time. Amazing. So now you can go back to college and tell your teacher, listen, do you know that on a be inspired pot, hit them with the facts, right? So I'm going to leave you yes. with this, Sarah, and leave all the listeners that are listening out there with this. Uh, you can look at millennials one of two ways, and there are more, but here's two that I just think are, are perfectly appropriate. One, times are bad and children are obeying their parents and everyone is writing a book. That is the millennial quote by Marcus Cicero. And the last one is, mm-hmm. I am a millennial which means whatever you say or do to me, it's going to be recorded. So far outside of that, I would definitely say the millennials have much more substance and they are actually a little more deeper connected than we may give them credit for. And I believe you'll agree with that too, right, Sarah? Definitely. We we feel things on a deep level. <laughs> they deep, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you for tuning in to the BM Spy Podcast. My name is Miguel Global, your host. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of getting into the minds of what's really going on with the millennials. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, leave a good comment. We'll see you next time. Yes.